past the heather and down to the old road Start turning the grain into the ground Rolling a new leaf over In the middle of the night there's an old man Shredding around in the gathering rain hey, Mister, if you're gonna walk on water Oh, could you drop a line my way Oh, somewhere in middle America Give a right to the heart of matters It's a heart that matters more Think you better turn your ticket in Get your money back at the door Part of the cast, record the cast, want you turn on the cast, or a map report, map report, turn on the map, turn on the map, map report podcast. A little bit louder now, a little bit louder now, a little bit louder now. This attempt at Motown by three very white guys brought to you by Ross and Story. A little bit louder now. No. So hey everyone, welcome to the uh, Mep Report. Me map. We want to thank you guys uh, for listening to us and for checking us out at MepReport.com and we want to apologize for our minor audio difficulties of last week. We're happy to say that it's all Andy's fault and he can't make it this week so there won't be a problem. Um, so moving on from there. That is <laughs> We'd also cold. like to thank the program Team Speak 2 for taking us 30 minutes to set up a simple recording. No it's kidding. wonderful and it's freeware. Download it at your own convenience. I know, Team seriously. At www.annoyance.com. It's unbelievable. Um, so anyway, yeah, so we are back in, uh, we have normal volume levels this week, so we should be all set for that. And I want to start out... Jesus Christ, Greg, he's up there! No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, okay, good. That's, that's really... He's too loud! <laughs> it was ridiculous. I was oh, trying to amplify ow. people and cut it out. It was, it was not, it was not oh, fun, boy. let me tell you. So, uh, we should start out with the most <laughs> important thing of the week. And that no, is, no, ladies let's and gentlemen. Do another sound check. No, no, let's. All <laughs> right, no. check. Can we please oh, check? Check one. Okay, check, check one, two. Oh, okay. Check one, two. Okay, good. Oh, boy. So, this will all, of course, be available on the like, Map Report DVD and audio with all of our outtakes. <laughs> no, exactly. Look, just because the emo is not wearing headphones anymore doesn't mean. I know. He's dead. Those he can't hear us. Those of you who may notice. I was going to ask about that story. Does our emo have a name? The emo? That's it? Just the you know what he says. He says map. <laughs> well, I know yeah. he says map. That's you know. Yeah, that's what he says. It's true. Okay, so that's you know, all. You make me want to map. Lift my hand up and map. And map. map. <laughs> so I have to, st- I have to ask a very what important question. What you make question. me want to do. Because this, this is going to relate to the most important conflict recorded by human existence. It is occurring this Sunday, ladies and gentlemen. It is the battle Sunday, between Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> on the frozen tundra of San of Oakland Bay and and Beverly Hills Bay, ladies and gentlemen, the battle between Tohini Archons and, <laughs> and, and Brooklyn Bay and, and, and Lake Bay. Bay. <laughs> and Talk the to me, baby. Bay. <laughs> the five and a half inch bay open on my computer drive. <laughs> it is the battle between these two fine gentlemen, Russ the and Story, bay. for fantasy football yeah, supremacy bay, bay. in the quarterfinal round. You guys are going to be going up against each other, and uh, my team is um, has elected to my team is elected to sit out of the playoffs. You guys can tell that they're fired up about this. So what I want to ask here is. I've been thinking about yeah. how best to sort of what how best to sort to of I've been I've wanted to ask about how best to figure out how to make this more entertaining for me personally because my team, which is four and nine, has been because out of the Because your team four. went four and nine? Yes. Wait, what was yes. your record? Hey Russ, do you remember what his record was? It's four and nine. Out of thirteen games, uh, how many did he win? Well, all I know is that his wife won at least seven thousand more games than he did this year. So that's, that's true. the most she important. Was twice she as was, many to be she, sure. she was seven thousand four and, and winning she's seven thousand four and nine. As many games. 
when when the, when we added Ryan Franklin as a pitcher, she lost some more games. But basically, she was seven thousand four and nine to my <laughs> nice. four and nine. <laughs> nice. Um, yes, indeed. So yeah, she, my wife in fact defeated me by a lot, and she is in the playoffs. I am not in the playoffs, and so I thought, how better to sort of um, make this more fun for me, watching you guys fight fight it out, than to be the arbiter of a bet. So this is the bet that I want to sort of lay on you guys. It's a bet between the two of you, and. Lay on uh, me. It basically, it's just a straight up who wins and who loses, okay? Now, this is my thought. The winner of this bet, the one who wins the game this week, okay, gets to compose yes. a song with lyrics of his choice <laughs> that the other person must sing on our upcoming podcast next Wednesday. <laughs> so, for example, I'd if like Russ were to win this I'd bet, like it. if Russ were to win this bet, he could compose, let's say, Stomp Face the Violence King, which Story would be forced to sing on our next podcast on Wednesday. <laughs> oh, if, on I the can other do a little hand, bit better than that, Greg. I, oh, well, I imagine that just giving you an idea. Oh, if Story were to win this bet, however, he could compose <laughs> something like um, Boston, I love I that dirty water, a, let's yeah, go whatever. Red Sox. Yeah. <laughs> something like that. Boston, you're my home. Boston, you're my home. So, um, what do you guys think ugh, of this bet? Yeah. I'm, I'm for I don't it. Know. Can it. I? I, I'm totally for it if I get credit for the last time that uh, I beat you, Greg. That we both get to compose a song for you. No, I, I don't know. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> we we both get... To skirt the issue right away, if that's possible. Oh, you mean, you're, are you no, putting in an ex... change the subject. I see. You're putting in an ex post facto bet? Is that yeah, the idea? Exactly. Okay, I see. That's correct. <laughs> um, He's grandfathering you in to sing a silly song. <laughs> I see. <laughs> no pun intended, Greg. Oh, ha, ha, Greg. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent work. That's pretty funny. That's true. Excellent. I am so much farther along um, being grandfather than I am. <laughs> Listen to you. If I had said something like, I don't know. Story, think you must it. shave wow. your head. Awesome. Story would be like, no! Do you know what this means? You know? Do you know what this deliberateness what? by story means? It means he's so afraid of the song that I come up with if he loses that, that it true. may not be worth that's it to do it all. That's <laughs> that's what's that's going through story's brain right now? He's like, dear God, that's what true. is Russ going to make me sing? <laughs> it's like a twenty. It's like playing Russian roulette. It's like there's a sixteen percent chance of a bullet being in your brain. You know, there's an eighty-five percent chance of me winning, and that's great. But there's still a fifteen percent chance of like total. Except in this case. In this, this is case, what it's like playing Russian. Based on. Right. Except in this case, it's like playing Russian roulette, but on the balcony of Vatican City. So you actually step out and you're committing Russian roulette in front of thousands of people who are staring at you. Or, right. well, you know. Yes, the, the, exactly. Where thousands equal ten, but, you know, it's the same basic idea. <laughs> yes. Thousands of people have never been so maligned before as to be compared <laughs> to our five listeners. With the first strike, I could take out Doheny's main nuclear capabilities but they do still have the Doomsday Device. <laughs> the silly song that I have to sing. <laughs> Therefore, it's we cannot true. risk it. This is, I think this is very exciting. So, okay, so Russ is uh, for it. Story, you have agreed to this bet? Is this, this is accurate? Because you're on the record. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we didn't just this have a discussion like, about how he's really hesitant about it. Just right, this is like, Greg, you've, you've agreed to, like, you know... I don't know, consume the entire month-old contents of an abandoned refrigerator, right? I mean, I heard you say it, like, because that you were talking in English. That was, that was just a, I mean, that was what I could come up random, with. Random, but I... Right, like, <laughs> yeah. If I translate it, I think it works out to, yes, Greg, right? I'd be you, happy you, to take the bet. That's what month-old refrigerator means in Swahili, Zimbabwe-ish. Right. Your hearing well, is excellent, this is, Greg. It's almost as good as your microphone. this is a challenge of internet the uh, if this is a challenge of internet pride, story not taking the bet is basically me winning by default because he's so afraid of what I, he will be subjected to, despite the chances that he thinks his team this has. Analysis brought to you by the VN board. VN.IGN.com. This brought to you by Uberloot Dude. If you want to be an Uberloot Dude, talk to I am the Bombzors at 101lololol.com. Yeah. Dudes, yeah, why won't exactly. you duel me? Why <laughs> won't you duel me? I'll kill you. Duel me. Do it. <laughs> I have well, to say, by the way. my character's level 3 and your level 59. Um, Just duel me. I will why. kill you. <laughs> Damn it. I saw the other day, I was looking at IGN, I was looking at a review of Civilization 4, and they had, you know, most of the reviews were very, very positive. They're all like, oh, this game's great. There's one guy who gave it a 2, 
and I opened the review and I started cracking up because this is basically what the review said. It's like, dude, this game doesn't even really handle itself like a military sim, lols. You just send guys and they just shoot each other on the board, rock sores. This game sucks sores because it's not really a game where it's really interesting and you shoot. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's not the worst game, but it's not really good either. And I think that I'm, you know, <laughs> not funny. as elite. It was like an uber elite dude reviewing a turn-based strategy game, which clearly was, you know, when worlds collide. Civ right? 4. This is the worst first-person base shooter I've ever seen. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I would love... We should do a whole series of reviews in that spirit, like Microsoft Word. This is the worst shooter I've ever seen. Like, like I went in there, man, I mean, and Spellcheck totally Onzord me. I mean, they didn't even have Onzor in the dictionary. What the heck is up yo, with that? You know, I mean, just, I can understand that you can use, like, the fax template, and you can be online and, like, get other people's fax templates to use for your faxes, but the PvP totally sucks in this game. I couldn't yeah, onzor anybody. And it was like, I tried to use my gamepad, and I kept being like, I was trying to like save it, and it kept like saving instead of like bringing up my gamepad, and I was like, what up with that, man? Like, I got no controls at all. It just kept asking if I want to and save it. And where's this paperclip guy? Someone tell him to shut up. I hate that I guy. owned that dude, true. man. I told him no, to go away, and he help. did. I couldn't get rid of him. He kept coming back. He rock-soared. I rock-soared him, man. I told him to disappear, and he went. It was great. Lol. That's great. You could I actually the font and onzered your ass. <laughs> you could use this review on everything, not just computer related. Can you imagine if you just reviewed oh, yeah. things as completely opposite things? Like, you know, the problem with like this Honda Accord, it's, it's a very <laughs> terrible. It's, it's not good at all for an accompaniment to a meal. You know, I'd like to have a nice Chardonnay, and instead I got this Ferrari. What's up with that? Ferrari. <laughs> yes, indeed. This Volvo so you airbag the challenge totally didn't onzor. I did not say that. I think we should keep this as a suspenseful thing running throughout the show. Will story uh, accept or won't Will story accept. Stay tuned. Because <laughs> I, I don't even know yet. Stay tuned. <laughs> da, 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 da. Meanwhile, Lead Gamer reviews Adobe Photoshop. <laughs> oh, so speaking of uh, Lead nerdiness, I told you guys this earlier, but um, I bought a new video card, which I received uh, via... The UPS one today. One step down uh, the cocaine lace path. That's right. I, I hope exactly. you know that. Yeah, the Put big problem goodness. with this is now I'm, I'm tempted to play every game under the sun that will test my card in any way to see what it's capable of. But right. I do have a very good idea that it's going to be a, a great card. Do you know how I know this? How I know it's going to outperform everything and be uber elite? How's that? Because it looks cool. Yes, it looks cool, and the card itself that I inserted into the computer has a picture of a chick on it. Oh, well then obviously it's going <laughs> to be good. Really, it's automatic. I mean, come on. That's automatic. If you have a piece of hardware, if you, what if you opened up your TV and you found like a little you know, vacuum tube that had a picture of like a hot chick in a bikini on it? Then you'd be like, wow, this is the best vacuum tube I've ever seen. <laughs> Uber. Wow. That's an excellent point. Do you know, why is it they continue to sell you objects after you bought them anyway? Do you guys understand that? You buy something and like, congratulations on buying the greatest electronic screwdri- electric screwdriver of all time. This screwdriver, like, I already bought it. I'm, I'm not going to return it at this point. You've got me, you know? They're like, no, no, we're serious. We weren't just fooling around. We're here to stay. We are here to sell you a screwdriver even after you've already bought it. We will not quit. Yeah like the old school concept of uh, grassroots advertising that you'll be just so excited about it and then you're, uh, you know, your neighbor will see you fondling yourself with the new electronic screwdriver and they'll just have to have one themselves and everyone that's, will buy one. That's a distressing image. And have I'd like to say. It's a deeply Sorry. distressing image. I apologize. I don't even know how one would do that and I don't think I want to find out. I apologize. Actually. And do you accept the challenge, Story? <laughs> story, do you accept? Will he or won't he? <laughs> Damn it. I hate that guy. You <laughs> <laughs> never accept my He's challenge. Keeping guy. me in suspense. Congratulations Stop. on buying the most successful podcast <laughs> online today. <laughs> it's so suspenseful. You will never know what will happen until the end. Stop hiding Just behind that narrator guy. I see you, you <laughs> bastard. I see uh, you. Pay no attention to the man behind the narrator. And buy this Dodge Durango. Damn it. <laughs> In I a really world want a Dodge Durango now. Where nothing makes sense except the bottom line for the producer. See this random movie. Yo, man, okay. this Dodge Durango. <laughs> 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 
This Dodge Durango's a really sucky vacuum cleaner, oh, man. Crap. It didn't clean up anything, man. Totally sucks, Ord. I wanted it to, like, vacuum. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I, like, tried to run this guy over, and he, like, totally complained and didn't just take it, like, in Grand Theft Auto. Like, <laughs> WTF, man. Ten points. WTF. <laughs> and then I, like, hopped out and tried to hijack a Lamborghini, and they, like, totally wouldn't accept it, man. And then you know the cops what? really arrested me instead of just dying. What they that happen. raises an interesting... That actually what? raises a question what? I should that I've been thinking about, which is there's been more discussion lately what? about the power of, like, video games to influence minds. So we haven't talked about that on this on this show. So I assume no, I know yeah, what you know. guys... I don't know what Very you guys... I know it's time with... It affects... No, I mean, I okay. know what you guys think, but, you know... Illusion that it was like crack cocaine was not talking about its impact on real life. No, no, that was talking about its impact on Russ. I'm talking about something much more general and more interesting than just Russ's Previously, mind. I'm talking about on young a very children's dramatic mind. episode of the Met Report. <laughs> of the Met right. Report. Crack <laughs> cocaine. Do you guys think that... Is there any truth to the idea that video games have this significant violent impact on people? Is there any truth to that idea, or is that just complete and total Lieberman garbage? Lieberman? Joe Lieberman, Senator. Did you throw a Lieberman in your sentence randomly? I threw oh, in a okay, Lieberman. Good. I'm glad there's some context to that. <laughs> yeah, Did you just modify words with Lieberman? <laughs> Get the Lieberman out of here, you <laughs> Lieberman bitches! <laughs> Hate you! Uber Lieberman dude! Um, no, he's the guy who hates video games. That guy. Well, um, I personally am a quasi-expert on the, uh, the issues of media literacy and uh, children's response to media, because okay. I wrote a debate case about it in high school and spent a month in the library researching the subject. Nice. So, from what I've read, from actual studies that have been done over, you know... Now, we decades, want someone who has something to say on this topic, please. Oh, please do crap! Damn it! Hate <laughs> <laughs> that guy. Here's what actual scientists think about this issue. Okay. Which is, there's no reason why anyone should be able to learn anything from a MEP report, but you know what the hell. Okay. Actual scientists who study these issues say... For the overwhelming majority of the populace, um, it has a very slight effect. It doesn't increase any actual violence, but it'll increase, like, violent behavior among children. Like, children will be more likely to pretend kung fu kick each other after watching violent TV or playing violent video games. Has zero impact on, like, a criminal career or actually making someone a violent person towards others. Except for a very small percentage of the populace who are the types of people that will watch, you know... I don't know, Courtney Love on television and then drug overdose because they think she's cool. I.e., the idiots will copy anything that they see. This is a very small percentage of the populace. And yes, in fact, they are affected by video game violence as they would be affected if you told them to smash themselves in the head with a ball-peen hammer. (laughs) I like that game. It's called the ball-peen hammer Whereas you would only be affected by that if it said so on a wrapper for spinach pie. Exactly. It's like, to cook spinach pie, smash self in head with hammer. I'm like, huh, really? Is that... All right, I mean, if that's... I don't know how to cook. Ow! Ow! <laughs> Listen, I know, we talked about spinach pie, but I don't remember ever talking about and your... And Greg fades into the ether. What? What? I'm not in the ether. What did you say? I don't know what you're saying. All right. See, the problem that we have with my headset, clearly, is that um, I don't have a headset that says congratulations on buying the best headset, which should indicate to me exactly why it's not that (laughs) good. Exactly. If only you had a a promoting headset. They're like, you, you bought have a, a picture headset. of a hot chick on your headset by any chance, Greg? <laughs> no, I don't, actually. There's no hot chick anywhere before. Damn it. It's not Uber Elite, then. What's wrong uh, with I know, you? I know. It's not. Uber Elite things have to remind you every second that you are getting no social interaction with actual human beings. Look, and man. And your best chance is with a digitally enhanced pixel lady. Look, man, when I got this plastic knife, I was told that it would be the most elite headset ever. The fact that it's not doing it is not my fault. I have a review about that up on the latest That's site. impressive. Plastic knives is a bad headset. It's really Uber. Oh yeah, I don't even remember what we were talking about anymore. We've we've gone we've transitioned so many times. We were talking I don't about know violence. What we were supposed to. We were talking actually. about violence in. Uh, we were talking games. about groundlings. I think groundlings oh, yeah. is a cult. God <laughs> damn it! I hate that guy. <laughs> no, we're talking about violence in video That's games. You. No, no. Back to groundlings. Are you? Comedy improv suspense? actually makes me far more violent than uh, video games. So. There but you your know. overall impression is that violence in video games is not really a major issue, except making kids want to kung fu each other. Not at all. In fact, they found that um, canceling out that little bit of extra aggression that it gives kids is that it actually acts as a catharsis and 
kids who would ordinarily be a little bit antsy and violent can, you know, get their aggression expressed and get it out of their system by playing violent video games, and so it actually calms them down. Interesting. So that basically cancels out any actual effect or arguments by the parents, television, and video game moron council, or those people in general. I was reading this thing about it. Proponents of intelligent design. You get the idea. The same kind of groups. (laughs) They They were talking about this stuff. And, uh, they were I'm saying, right here. <laughs> I can hear you. <laughs> Don't worry. They can't. They can't hear rational discussion. They can only hear crazy Bible thumping <laughs> sermons. Um, I was gonna say because I was reading some stuff about the video, the video game stuff, and there was this new video game that came out. I don't remember the name of it, but it was saying that it was, you know, and it's really offensive, and they really think that things have gone too far. And they said this is getting into the hands of kids, but they rated the thing mature, and they said, well, the rating system's broken. I'm like, well, the rating system's not broken. The fact that people still sell games to like five year olds that are mature rated, that's broken. But they rated it correctly, right? I mean, it's a game that kids are not supposed to get, and yet they were getting it because. The selling system is broken, not the rating system. I don't know if it's such a horrible thing that we don't have, you know, some law enforcement agency taking guns to people's houses who have bought the wrong rating video game for their child. I think it's sort of okay that there's not much enforcement there and it's all sort of advisory. That's fine by me. But that is coming from a person who gets more angry based on a comedy (laughs) troupe than on a video game, right? Well, yeah, I mean, you know how I feel. I feel like if nothing was enforced, all these laws would go away and we'd sort of have a better situation anyway, so... Right. I'm not a big fan of enforcement of laws that are bad. <laughs> that are bad. <laughs> You're one of those it's crazy. usually easier to, like, you know, David Dinkins, when he was the mayor of New York, there was a lot of drug stuff going on in New York because he just didn't bother to enforce any of the drug laws. And I think that that's just way easier to do than say, I'm going to repeal all this and get everyone all riled up. And you just sort of, you know, the same way that we don't enforce the, uh, you can't put a donkey in a bathtub in, in city limits law because it would be silly and a waste of time. And it is a moral blight on our society. A moral blight. Yeah. Donkeys and bathtubs. Yeah. Can anyone name the debater who came up with that case? There's a little bit of a... Yakov, Yakov, what's his name? Yakov, Yakov, that's right. No. (laughs) (laughs) It was definitely Yakov somebody, and he went to... Babson. Babson? Babson, I want to say. Yeah, Babson. Here's a big shout out to our Babson college listening audience. Bab, bab. Babson. Oh. Wellesley Said. Yeah. Um, so Yakov, somebody came up with a donkey in the bathtub case, and, and for those of you who don't know who don't know, there actually apparently is a law that says that you're not allowed in some state in Massachusetts that you're not allowed there to put a, a donkey in a bathtub <laughs> in a state, <laughs> and it's bad. It says the the first the lethal first phrase of the worst cases that we all hit, other yeah. than you're walking down the supermarket aisle. That was, like, number one, and then numbers two through 11 were, there is a law in blank state yep. that says dot, dot, dot. And it's bad. And all of those were, we resolved, it's bad. This is bad. Yeah. There should not be and any And the reason for the non-debate insiders that this is bad is because someone brings this case saying this law is bad, then you're immediately and without any preparation time in the position of defending why you should absolutely be allowed to, uh, you know, ban putting donkeys in bathtubs under penalty of death or something like that. Or why people in Alabama should not have to afford poor people with lawyers or similarly ridiculous things. Or why they just happen to be true, so you have to defend them. I love cases of that incredibly low impact. My favorite lowest impact case ever, a case which has, again, for non-debate insiders, a case which has no practical effect in the real world, was the case... The United Nations should put together a pamphlet on human rights. I mean, you know, why not? Those bastards. Why would they do something of such low impact? Yemen is like... Anything more important to do with your time. Yemen is like, this is an infringement of our rights. It's just a pamphlet on human rights. It's wrong, and we say no. We hate pamphlets about human rights. Don't they already have a declaration on universal human rights? Isn't that sort of above the level of pamphlet. But the point was but that it's it wasn't... never been pamphletized. Right, exactly. It wasn't, it wasn't made clear <laughs> enough. Because the Declaration says such com- complex concepts as freedom, It didn't have good graphics, okay? Declarations don't yeah. have good graphics. <laughs> yeah, they have this really have hot, hot chicken... Painted on it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they have this awesome graphics designer on the lo- so wait, upper east so what, side. So what we've oh, just man, determined is no the idea. best way to create a human rights pamphlet for the UN is to create a pamphlet and then put a hot chick on the front cover and hand it out to people. Yeah. 
Yeah. All the lead people will be like, sweet, we have to give people rights and uphold the Geneva Convention. Congratulations. Because it's lead in Uber. Congratulations, you're reading an incredibly impressive human rights pamphlet from the United Nations. As you read, you're going to find out more about human rights and be glad that you made this purchase, which was free. Thank you. Hey. You know what I... You're infringing on my freedom of speech. <laughs> oh, yeah? How do you know? Well, I have this pamphlet here. It says... Oh. Maybe you could give people a nasty paper cut. If they attack, you'd be like, whip out the human rights pamphlet. Some kung fu stuff. Ba-ba. Maybe. Yes. You were saying story? Oh, no. I was just going to take us, take us back a few steps. I was going to ask if Lieberman and Hillary Clinton and the people who are doing all this violent video game stuff have uh, done a comparative study on the impact of the Iraq War on violence in the American youth segment. <laughs> On their the impact on their government telling them day in and day out a year, <laughs> right? Yeah, on I'm their government telling them every single day that it's a good idea to uh, to go and torture Iraqis. Story, I'm going to have to ask uh, you to I, stop I don't know applying. If that's a similar problem. I'm, I'm going to have to ask you to stop applying logic and asking for more reasonable analogies from our political leaders, please. There's just something unreasonable okay, about that. Come I'm on, sorry. come on now, come on. I'm sorry. Let's be serious. Jesus. We stand at a crossroads in America today, and the real question is, you're either with us, or, yeah, no, I can't even do it. <laughs> or Sorry. you're with us. Sorry, got to stick to logic. You're either with us, or you play video games. You're exactly. either with us on the real killing, or you're against us with the fake killing on the screen. Okay? There's, I mean, isn't there something a little ridiculous when we're really that focused on of course. shutting down fake killing, and well, we're... We're, you know, advocating real killing. These are the same I mean, people. Come on, people. These are the people who advocate war, and then on the other side of their mouths say, "What's destroying America is violence in Hollywood." And you put two and two together, and you go, "Uh, you know, of course, it has been ridiculous for well, years." To be fair, you know what one of the biggest producers of uh, the most popular first-person shooter games are right now? Saddam Hussein. I mean, oh, I the, the U.S. The, Army. the military. Yeah, the military has yeah. been designing That's some, right. some first. Shooters to get people so yeah, America's army that is produced directly it. by our military. Mm-hmm. That's our tax yeah. dollars at work. That's right, and it's a recruitment tool because nothing else is working. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely true. No, seriously, like all of the best players in this game are like high-level, you know, desirable recruits for the U.S. Army because they already have mastered some of these basic tactical things that they would train them anyway. Do they teach them how to hit reload in real life? Ah, shit! We just lost a division, Bob. Better hit the reset button. Oh, I thought you meant just like reloading their weapon. It's like I'm hitting B. So I'm hitting yeah. B, but it's not doing anything. No. <laughs> Why isn't it? Where no. is the B button on this gun? Although they could get full <laughs> ammo simply okay. by hitting A B B A up down up down left right. Then they'd get all their ammo back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Okay. To be fair, well, that's it's also up, like up, enlisting down, with down, America. Left right left right B A start, and I'm that sorry. is the contra code okay. for those of you who have not been getting 30 lives in Contra for the past 20 years. Right. I was talking about the Akari also Warriors signing code, up man. with America is also the it, unlimited yes, ammo button. Fighting the with America and not against it. That's that's the full full ammo button in but real the, life. But the truth is, the first Gulf when War really was an example of this. I mean, the first Gulf War was a Nintendo war, and they showed these little pictures on TV, and it looked as if... And you, you sort of talked about it, and, and you're like, oh, yeah, isn't that interesting? Look at that little missile going through the window. Actually, Greg, that and one then, really happened, too. I know this might shock you. You might want to sit down. Wait but that also was a real war. No, no, that no, was it the wasn't. movie about the war, and then they made the real war <laughs> off of that movie. Yeah, this is the little game. That was the game They're that like, they played. Now you've seen the film. Now actually go and fight it. <laughs> Iraq War Two, the real war. Sweet. I'm waiting Coming all night to get into TV. Iraq War Two. That's I'm gonna go in costume as a military <laughs> infantry guy from the Bravo Division. That's how they had any yeah. recruits out there at all, yeah. Seriously. Oh my god. That's awesome. There is no reason whatsoever. They say whatsoever. it's going to be like 19 years long. There You're is, so getting your money's worth. There is no reason whatsoever <laughs> that we should be sitting here laughing hysterically at this, and yet it's only funny because it's true. I mean, that's really the only reason. <laughs> yeah, it, it absolutely. But boy, is it. And yeah. how. Dude, those guys are using real rocket-propelled grenades. No, it's cool. Just spam the B button, dude. Just spam the B button. <laughs> I mean, you know, there is something to be said for that idea that there's such an... I mean, obviously, all wars rely on dehumanizing the enemy. Well, the best way to dehumanize them is to think of them as computer pixels, right? And then they're automatically dehumanized. You're like, oh, those are just like the guys I used to kill when I was playing, you know, uh, Battlefield 1942. It was the same kind of thing, you know? There you go. 
Yeah. I'm actually so somewhat surprised that story does not have a problem with violent video games being basically somewhat accurate depictions of real life violence. Hmm. You know? I, I mean, don't see why I have story mixed doesn't feelings. That. I mean, I have really mixed feelings about it because I do really buy the argument that it's better doing it in unreality than in reality. The impact of real life violence versus the impact of computerized violence is really quite disparate, surprisingly enough. Um, There's that logic so, again. Stop you know, it. So I can see that side of it. Yeah, but uh, but it is, yeah, I mean at the same time it does. You know, being in a what is what is my line? Since I'm a believer in intelligent design, I am bothered by violent video games, de facto. Uh, but you know, yeah, no. And <laughs> you people have you know, some. Yeah, I, I'm definitely great, uh, bothered great by them a bit. But I mean, I think I mean honestly, if you had a had a really good. Uh, system, you would have some way of, of determining who is actually, like, uh, sued by these kinds of things and who is actually sort of turned on and encouraged to do more violence by them, and you would completely restrict them and limit them from the people who are encouraged to do more violence and promote them amongst the people who sort of need it like a kind of methadone. Wow. And it would how be great. draconian I mean, of you. Yeah. I mean, that's how Dude, I am, man. That's scary. That's what I'd say. So, however, really to advocate a policy. But I, again, I think that it's one of those things that in the meantime is totally irrelevant when we have, you know, <laughs> when we have uh, real people, government-sponsored, going and killing and torturing and committing atrocities in other countries. I really think we have more important things to worry about. Like, that's my actual position on the issue is you're joking, right? We have, you know, <laughs> a violence-sponsored military that is out in other countries. You're joking that you're worried about video games, right? Really. You That's know that uh, Brave New World was actually not one of those wars. That was just a book, right? That didn't actually happen. <laughs> oh, yeah. Next you're going to no, tell that us that Clockwork no, no Orange was made up. Right now. Next you're going to tell us that Clockwork Orange was made up, yeah. huh? Yeah, right. I love that book slash movie. But, slash uh, life. Yeah. Story wants to do a little social engineering. Very interesting. I was going to say, Very this is, sort a, this of is anti a good setup. Freedom. I didn't Story realize. Freedom. I didn't you realize freedom. that when, when you're a terrorist. I do hate freedom. <laughs> this is not news to anybody. <laughs> wait a minute. Uh, wait a minute. It goes Russ. with my hating uh, America. And wait, Russ, Russ, wait a minute. If it's true that Story's <laughs> not with us, that means he's against us and he's a terrorist. Yes, thank you. I mean, I George also Bush. did just say on, on the broadcast that I hate America, which is actually true. I don't really hate freedom. I mean, I kind of have a mild disrespect for freedom, but I definitely hate freedom. <laughs> what? <laughs> you have a mild disrespect Woo. for freedom? Hmm. What did freedom, freedom, you bother me. What Go freedom? stand over there. I don't like <laughs> it's you. True. Freedom, freedom's, freedom's like, like... I can't stand over there, man. I get to do whatever I want. You can't tell me what to do. I'm Fre freedom. Freedom's actually like, yeah. you're not allowed to... Oh, <laughs> don't well, look I guess at me, you okay, freedom? Uh, why would you have a mild Please disrespect for freedom? freedom? Can I ask that? Is there a reason you would have a mild disrespect for freedom? Because, I mean, <laughs> uh, you know, freedom is usually cited as the uh, excuse for immoral behavior. So, you know. Oh. No, I'm not down with that. I mean, it's true. Like, most people freedom? are like, yeah, you can't tell me what to do. Freedom's excuse also just another word behavior. for nothing, nothing left to lose. That's why I really hate it. That's because nothing well, really what about immoral behavior... As executed by, you know, tyrants. Is that in the name of freedom? Or is it in the name of, of the state? Right. Ooh. In the name oh. of love. <laughs> the state. You uh, read commies <laughs> like Story Clayton. Speaking of this, yeah. have you guys no, no, seen the trial? Have no you problem. guys seen the Saddam Hussein trial? Any of this going on in Iraq television that they that they fed over here? It's it's weird. First of all, they've got all these people like lined up in like rows as if they're in a classroom, and then they've got Hussein there. And every so often, Hussein just leaps up and then shouts like large strings of invective at people in Arabic, and then sits back down. And everyone's like, "All right, great." Like, he'll be just sitting there, and then he's just like, oh, and they translate it, and it's like, you were unjust, and I hate you, and Iraq is good, and God is great. And then he sits down, and then they're like, right, and moving on with the case. And then nobody does anything. They don't say, stop doing that, or order in the court. I mean, the judge just waits, and says, thank you, Mr. Dictator, and then goes on from there. It's ridiculous. Does he actually call him Mr. Dictator? That would be awesome. Happy birthday, Mr. Dictator. They call him the Big D, actually. Is your graphics card singing to you again, Russ? 
<laughs> you know it does that every now and again? It's crazy. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> it's a really uber. That's got to be really freaky. It dances for me. It's great. So, it's all inside my computer, but I know it's going on. Don't worry. Uh-huh. So if you, if you, you really it. are... I know what it. it's doing. As you've said, an enemy of freedom in a slightly disrespectful way, as I mangle your words, and clearly you're opposed to Russ, I don't know about who, believes in, who believes in freedom in every respect. So you guys have a lot more on the line than just a football game. True. You have a line. You have on the line of freedom versus non-freedom. And I think the question then is, story: Will you take the bet? Stay tuned. Find oh, out later. Wait for it. There he is. There he is. Thought I had. Yeah, surely that. that's how I'm going to get the best payoff out of story. I'm going to make him sing the freedom song where he goes freedom. Exactly. No, no, thank you. There are better things in my brain than that stupid philosophical overcoming of story. No, thank you. Uh, it's interesting. I mean, Russ, aren't you opposed to this non-freedom initiative, this lack of respect for freedom? Oh, man. I don't know. It's complicated. I don't, I don't think I've actually reconciled what I believe in my brain about how you build a society. Um, on the one hand, um, I have a lot of libertarian urges because I think that bureaucracies are so unbelievably inefficient and corrupt that it often is better just to eliminate government almost completely. But, but then on the other hand, if I were to create a government from scratch, it would have like all kinds of crazy controls and be way more restrictive than the one that we have because it would just, you know, things, some things need to be done because I'm the dictator and I know better than you. And that's basically what I believe is that, you know, hey, if you're going to let me create a world, then I know better than you. And therefore, there are going to be some rules. So, yeah, I don't really know what I think about that. Isn't the dictator's assumption that you don't really know yeah. how to, that nobody wants to let you take the world? You just sort of did it without their say-so? Isn't that kind of the definition of a dictator? Greg slowly realizes that all of his friends are fascists. <laughs> In very odd like, ways. This, this cast. In very yeah, odd, like, odd, odd ways. very weird. You would all... It's yeah. like, to be fair, I'm a weirdo. I'm like a libertarian socialist. You know, I believe that you know, absolute ultimate freedom unless you're letting me create the perfect society, which is the opposite. <laughs> but basically, to break down a crappy society, we need ultimate freedom. And then to build one back up, we need much less freedom. And like, I don't even know if I like the way that I sound when I say those things. So I really am not I was like, I think that's actually <laughs> a people's history of the French Revolution. I mean, I mean, that's exactly what happened I think there. it's a people's history of civ verbatim. Yeah. It's a pe- people's history of civilization yeah. again. And they say the video games don't affect hey, the youth. Man. You're like, hey, game. you know, I'm going to make you the city. Get it. Yeah, yeah. The lady on my graphics card yeah. says she could run the hell out of Civ Four. <laughs> <laughs> she can't really pronounce the full civilization, but bet. she got sued. Um. Her name is Radion. It's a little weird, but she tells me it's okay. Oh God! <laughs> and what she says I basically just listen to her now. Yeah, she tells me yeah, what I need. Pretty to much. Know. Welcome this to is the actually the report. real basis for Russ's future society. <laughs> is what. What his graphics card tells him. Exactly. He'll be like, I got all these ideas. I can just see flash forward 35 years to Russ on trial, interrupting, saying, my graphics card doesn't agree with you. My graphics card says no. No. No, I'll be the judge of this. And then they're like, sorry, Mr. Dictator, we had to take your graphics card away from you when it told you to destroy half the world's population, remember? You're like, it's a lie. It's a lie. Your policies are highly immoral. Yes, but they have 256 megabytes of GDR3 RAM. <laughs> Take that, <laughs> stupid high court. Anyone who read our bios and thought that we were well-rounded can now be disabused of that notion because we really are a bunch of just computer geeks who are now making jokes about, like, graphics card standing trial. Yeah, when we personified a graphics card, that was awesome. <laughs> so, um, I was going to ask you... Story, will you accept the challenge? Stay tuned. Find out later. <laughs> Damn that guy! I'm gonna shoot him with my video game you violence you're gonna, urges. Like, you're just gonna surprise me and get the jump on me and be like, "Well, whatever that bet would be, I guess I yeah." I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're the answer before you think about it. Just be like, uh, "Yes, right." What? I am known for my hasty, rash decision making and lack of deliberation about things. Well, what we should Sherman, do. That's why your favorite cartoon is Stomp Face the Violence Game. <laughs> that's right. Because he's exactly. rash, hasty, and violent. <laughs> right. And this is why I really don't like a 15% chance of you <laughs> narrating for me. For me. 
Yeah. Did yeah, you just say a 15% chance? 15? Are you talking some smack? Oh, yeah, that's what I've been you saying see? the whole time. Smack? This is hilarious. This is why He's maintaining it, that he can kick I my team back to Russian refuse roulette. to take the bet. That's the whole point. Is it, it was like Russian roulette. It's a 1 in 6 chance of a very wow. terrible thing. And, yeah, it's 1 in 6, but it's a very terrible thing. That is unbelievable. And, of course, every time that you mention that it's Can't one you just in six, imagine? it makes it worse when Russ actually does pull out the bullet from the, you know, supposedly empty Can't chamber. you imagine Story singing a song about, I want to tear his arms off and smack him in the face <laughs> and stick it up his butt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd love okay, I'm going to go ahead and say, no, I will not accept the bet. You have now listened. Oh, God. Enough. Boo. I will not accept the bet. suck. <laughs> <laughs> it is a special. <laughs> Down All right. with duck. Down with duck. Down with duck. Down with duck. Down with what duck. I always suspected before. No. No. That is not. Right. No more suspense. You're done making fun of the suspense. All right. What if? What if? What if I promise I won't make you sing any I, violent songs? No violent no. songs. No. I. I. I think the only system under which I could actually accept it would be, would be uh, prior review. Prior consent. Prior, prior consent. consent. Are you freaking Schwarzenegger kind of now? What is that? Like he won't Which have a debate unless all the questions are written for him in Which advance. Take, I don't know. Uh, I mean, give him to okay, me in advance. Okay, there's a difference between. <laughs> okay. There's a difference between the questions being in advance, which is someone will sing a song, the parameters, and the answers being in advance. It's like, what, you you insist on coming up with your own answers rather than us feeding you answers beforehand? That's crazy talk. And that's basically what you guys I are won't participate in this election unless I know that I will win beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, I know I'm going to win, but... See, that's what I don't get. How can, you be, how can you be so sure and then go, not go through with this bet? Do you know what you could have Russ sing? Do, can you think of okay. the number of things... How about I, the anti-drug I mean, yeah. song? What if you had Russ sing the, the, like, the lead, the, the score from Reefer Madness? Uh, hey, drugs. <laughs> the funny thing is there are no drugs. good anti-drug songs because... Any bands who hate drugs yeah. are automatically untalented right. and terrible. <laughs> you could also, like, sing them very ironically, and, yeah, I mean, it would just be, yeah, I don't know. I just, uh, yeah, no. <laughs> I just don't understand how you can be that sure that your team's going to pull, pull it off, and at the same time be so, so, so uncertain that you're not willing okay. to engage in this bet. That shows to me a lack of faith in Greg, your team. let's say... No, it's not about a lack of faith in my team. It's about an understanding of how lousy it would be to have to sing a song across this competition. <laughs> That's all it's a reflection of, okay? I mean, number one, here's number one. Do I get a whole lot out of, out of winning this? I already win. I, I get to go on to the next round, yes. with or without the bet, yes. you know. So that'll be exciting and fun, and I get to rub that in, and that'll be exciting and fun, and that's great. And as exciting as it is to me, I just don't feel like it's that great to, you know, have Russ sing whatever song. You know, I can't, other than stuff about Red Sox, Yankees, I can't really even come up with something that it's like, oh, I'd really love to hear Russ sing that. How like, about this? It doesn't give me a lot of utility. How about so this? So there's not a ton to gain. Hold on, hold on. All right. And there's everything to lose, because there are a lot of things in this world that I do not want to say, <laughs> let alone say in a universally accessible format. I mean, there are a lot of things. I would probably say that I have more things that I don't want to say than almost anybody I know. So at that point, you know, the payoff is so minimal, and the risk is huge. And even if it's, I mean, if you had a one in a million shot of, you know, being dead tomorrow, and there were no real utility out of you taking that bet, it was just like somebody's going to say, here, one in a million, you're dead tomorrow. You would be like, and then I was like, come on, it would be fun. Why not just take it? You know, you'd be like, well, I don't want to die, maybe. You know, unless the, like, yeah, but unless the like benefit that. was that if the 999,999 chances that I lived, I got something good out of it, which you know leads me to right. what it is. Yeah, and the benefit is and you can kill someone else. It's something you probably don't Excuse really want to do about, anyway. Can I ask, isn't there a benefit to our listening audience? Can we think about someone other than ourselves Seriously. for just a second? <laughs> so we think about their entertainment, which is the entire guy. purpose of us recording these ridiculous okay. conversations. All right, all right. Here's my message to our listening audience. Terrell, <laughs> sorry you couldn't make it this week. You're okay if I don't do this, right? You wouldn't have done it either. Okay, great. That is so wrong. We have we have an increasingly oh, growing man. listening audience, and, you know, it's archived anyway, so they're going to be listening you to this. You insulted, Dude, like, at least one He's person still that I know. I believe it. 
unbelievable. See what this comes Dude, down okay. to. You just, so, what, yeah. what this comes down to is simple fear on your part, and I, I have a solution to this because I think the way to do it then is to make Russ do something which he legitimately would not want to do under normal circumstances, and I think there's number of ways to do that. The first is that we could actually have Russ officially advocate on a series of public message boards, uh, emails, and so forth um, to uh, increase right, let's, money let's for the drug war. Let's control ourselves for a second. Let's, in, end the, let's have the drug war increase on this. So what he would basically do is on the internet. he would name himself, he would name himself um, drugs, are, drugs Are Death, and he would go on posting as Mr. Drugs Are Death onto <laughs> oh. many sites where he would oh. post how drugs are an anathema, they destroy society, how they're wrong, anyone who uses them are wrong, and we should throw everyone in jail. The first time they're even caught smoking a joint, they should be thrown in jail for the next 30 years. And we could have him do that on every message board that we could think of to do. Now, that would be something which Russ would clearly not want to do, because Russ is normally against the drug war, and you're doing what not only beat him in football, but would also beat him in life. Therefore, you would win in both football and life. And have him advocate See, something horrible and bad. Exactly. And convince I think people here's the larger... <laughs> I think I think here's the larger issue with this whole mentality. Russ is my friend. Well, Russ <laughs> I don't is really my get friend a lot too. of utility out of seeing uh, Russ like deface himself in his reality and you know yeah, ex- prime time ex- or whatever. Excuse me, like, Mr. Anti Freedom. Really We've already established that you don't believe what Russ believes. I think that's all we need to know about that. You're either with us or you're with the terrorists. No, well, no, Mr. Terrorist. Okay. <laughs> well, your vitriol is exciting bye-bye. to me. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't think it carries a lot of weight. Oh man! And my decision is final. Find out by rewinding uh, this podcast uh, what my decision was. That's so wrong. That narrator guy's still there. We don't even need him anymore. Get rid of that guy. Why don't you make the bet with the narrator guy? <laughs> Hit me off. Hey Just narrator, will you do this? Certainly. Hmm. Tune in when I take this silly bet. Well, right. I think it would have been fun for us to podcast during you know some crucial football game. In, oh, in I think that, that would have been great. And if I were anywhere near podcasting apparatus, I would have definitely gone gone for that. That would have Oh, been where really are you going to be? Oh, Aspen. We didn't even get to this. Where you, we didn't even get to this. Oh, yeah. You're going to Aspen, right? We didn't get to this. It's true. This was in our sound check pregame here. <laughs> yeah. That's right. So, I'm going to Aspen so, soon. This is not any ordinary Aspen skiing trip, though. This is not any normal no. Aspen trip. This I'm not even going to ski. What? Yeah. You don't Are you ski? allowed into Aspen if you don't ski? No, I don't. I don't ski. I, I'll find out, right? I mean, I don't know. Do they, like, check my passport and see if it's been stamped by skis? I don't know. <laughs> we'll find out. They ask you questions like, okay, okay. Okay. Can I say a word about, Russ with the build about your vacation? Russ with the build Here's the thing. You have agreed to subject yourself to the one week of the year when all these people, these Perg people, this is where you're going to. You're going to the Perg Aspen yes, holiday Perg retreat. Yes, Perg Aspen retreat. Correct. This is, by the way, the For public you don't know, this research is a group of California. Those of you who don't know what that is. Yes. yes. Also actually known all as across carpet. the country. Right. All across the country. Yes. And all uh, across. These are people who work for nonprofit, various types of campaigns, environmental, consumer group, uh, campaign finance reform, healthcare, and the like. And they work extraordinarily hard for no money. They are, they are themselves 80 hours a week, 90 yeah, hours a no week. Absolutely. These people are absolutely nuts. They're crazy. Yeah, and they work true. so hard. And they get one week in the year when they have a legitimate vacation for a whole week where they go that's to this true. Aspen retreat that is sort of strangely owned by Pergs in a slightly cultish but maybe quasi-cultish type of way. <laughs> and they congregate. <laughs> slightly but maybe quasi just quasi, yeah, uh, somewhat, maybe half. A couple more healthy. qualifiers in there. And they come from all areas of the country to lose their minds. <laughs> this is the purpose of Aspen. They, can you imagine how much you would have to unwind after working 90 hours for no money for an entire year and you get one week to do it? Anything that you can imagine pales in comparison to what actually goes on at this thing. Now, I admit, I never w- I did work for Perg for about 10 months. I did not go to the retreat because it was, sounded weird, and I wanted to spend time with my girlfriend at the time, which may or may not have been a wise decision. But that beyond that, <laughs> oh, be that as well. it may, I, I am I'm getting off track here. The point is, I heard stories. <laughs> 
I heard some you know, stories now that about I'm Aspen. Of, you would not believe. But now that I'm thinking about this, I think instead of podcasting I mean, like what? in a video like game... Alien Umbrella or what? Hey, that's a good story, by the way. We should make a note of that. That is a good that, story. That story I was gonna say. We'll get back to Indeed. the Alien Umbrella. But, uh, but the thing is, what story should do is he should podcast from the from the perg site. I mean, he should clearly broadcast from this retreat. You know, he clicks on, he's like, hello, story reporting from in the background. Someone's like, everybody have fun tonight, you know, and everyone's like jumping around and yeah. it'll be great. Let, let me just say this. If if story were to I mean, do that, maybe. We'll see. it would be by far the most illicit rating-wise of any podcast that we've done so far. <laughs> That's perfect. We need a little bit of illicitness. <laughs> okay. What on earth goes on with this? I mean, there's no way that an illicitness would infiltrate the broadcast of the background. Well, I mean, what, let's let's tone it down. Story. A what about the go- but, but what about the goat sacrifice though? That's got to be illicit. <laughs> okay, I've heard. Just to give you a just sort of a little glimpse. Yes, please give me a glimpse. A <laughs> Here's window, a glimpse. If you will. One sort of one sentence story that I heard is that uh, you know someone was in their cabin during the vacation. They get a knock on the door. <gasps> they open they the door. They were in their cabin. Yes, only to see <laughs> eight or nine perg people lined up at the door, completely naked, asking them to come visit with them. And singing, everybody have fun tonight. Doing that too. I may be subject to legal action <laughs> if this podcast wow. ever becomes popular. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> well, you're not naming names. We may have to bleep and borp all this stuff. I was going to say, I was gonna say <laughs> who's going to sue you? Like, naked person who did not wish to be revealed sued them. His name is. <laughs> it's like, no, just make it worse. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you're someone who contributes uh, to this organization, I promise you these people spend your money in the most thrifty, right. you know, they work themselves to the bone. They basically make no money and work all, t- all the time. But in this one week, they definitely absolutely lose their minds. And it's not just going to be your average, everyday Aspen vacation story. You're going to see some funky shit. And that's all I'm saying is prepare yourself for all, right. all kinds of illicit, perhaps Very food, well. and maybe scary, funky shit. Because that's what your vacation is going to be like. Check. That's excellent. I mean... And and now I know. But, I mean, what happens... Story, you, <laughs> you're somebody know. who wants really deep control over your own psyche. You, you don't like a lot of psychotropic medications that people yeah, are forced Mr. to freedom take guy. these days. Hey, freedom you guy. You won't believe in about freedom that? of the freedom mind, guy. and these people are going to try to brainwash you. You're going to get there, and they're going to be like, you're doing a podcast? Don't you know that podcasts are the work of fascists? You know? And I'm, I'll be like, yeah, like me. Yeah, but they're not going to be able yeah. to resist, is the point. To be, These people have spent 50 years brainwashing people into believing that they should work harder for no money. You know, you're going to be part of that same group. Oh, I'm well aware of that. You, I, I mean, mind you, you know, my in with this is being married to someone who's on the inside of this. So I'm well aware that, you know, the brainwashing cult... I don't think that any amount of brainwashing, though, is going to get me to work that long for no money. <laughs> I'm I'm not really not really eligible to uh, calls like that. Yeah, hey, even you know how how resistant I, I am to that, and they had me for a good nine. Months. I was gonna say yep, even right. even you were susceptible, but I'm really all right. I'm really okay. I I filled my working working hard for no no money quota at Seneca Center, where I also was in constant physical danger. That was the other. Yeah, there you go. You combine the work hard for no yeah. money and threat of death. How do you like that? Mr. Freedom there you Guy. Go. <laughs> that's great. I love how you keep being like Mr. <laughs> Freedom Guy. <laughs> it's like that's your name, Mr. Freedom Guy. <laughs> he loves freedom so much that he's a terrorist. Because <laughs> he hates freedom. Right. At what point, story? When will you um, head screaming for the exit? Will it come at the point where you hear you're either with us or you're with the terrorists, and then you look at them, and then all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, who said that? And then they all rip off their masks, and you realize that it's actually not the perk people, but Republicans. Um, Strange. Exactly. Exactly. Aspen, has, exactly Aspen hasn't has an exit. I didn't know uh, big wide open spaces just have exits you can run for. Well, they're going to be keeping you inside a house, Weird. man. You're not allowed to go to the bathroom. You have to watch. Yeah, he's movies. A, he's going to be on top of a mountain somewhere. He's going to be totally stranded with crazy people for a week. They're going to play it's a wonderful it's be life great. for you know five thousand consecutive hours, and you know. Greg, I think you've completely stopped making sense. The director's cut. You know, you're a great guy. Cut. I enjoy podcasting <laughs> with you. But you have been speaking like Estonian in the last two minutes. 
Greg, you should try. Can you try adjusting your TeamSpeak crazy dial? I think it's a little too. The output's a little too high. Crazy. <laughs> no problem. Here, let me let me just make it move it back yeah. a little bit towards normal. First antivirus. TeamSpeak. And get there we go. Yes, I'm back. Sorry. And get Sorry about that. get the sequitur dial away from nice non. Job. Sorry, I'm I'm back. I apologize. Yeah, okay. Um, okay. So what were, what were we, right. we were talking about? Story was giving himself to a cult. What is he doing? Story's giving himself to a cult, yeah, nice. and he hates freedom, so clearly he's joining Al-Qaeda. Oh, okay. We put those two together. <laughs> okay. We might want to tone down our rhetoric, <laughs> like, a little. <laughs> like, by a step or two. I'm not saying we have to scale back everything, but I really don't like it being part of the audiophonic record that I am part of Al-Qaeda, because I'm not. And this may be Hello, the first thing US that I've denied. military satellite listener beacon. This is yes, MEP report, with no interesting information at all. Yes. This may be the only thing that I've denied all night, other than the bet. But I am not part of Al Qaeda. How about we make I'm this the bet? The How about we that. make this the bet then, story? Plus, he really if loves freedom bet, and, and cheeseburgers. If you lose the bet, he loves freedom and cheeseburgers. If you if you lose the no, bet, you I have to come on the web. If you lose the bet, you have to come on the podcast on Wednesday and begin by saying that you are part of Al Qaeda. How about that? That's a good bet. That's that's fun while, for all. While eating a cheeseburger. <laughs> while eating a cheeseburger. And <laughs> <the crime laughs> <Yeah. freedom. laughs> okay. Can we? This is the absolute perfect time for me to bring up the news of today, December seventh. 2005, a day that will live in infamy again. This is the day that someone got shot to death for saying they had a bomb on them. Not having a bomb. Their luggage yeah, was checked later by their bleeding to death corpse. Not having a bomb, not detonating a bomb, not making motions as though to detonate, but for saying the words, I have well, a bomb. Well, no, I... And then they got into I death. guess they were... I, okay. He was supposedly so, reaching into his bag so, for a bomb, I think was the problem. Perhaps we should not be so hasty to just bet away our right to say have control over what we say, especially regarding okay. Oh, story! Perhaps just eat a few cheeseburgers and get out your that. case. For God's sakes, <laughs> they know who are Americans and who aren't. Yeah, they're very savvy. It did. That did happen, though. Was the the air first time yeah. that an air marshal has shot anybody since the program started? That's did true. you also hear? And I might have to reiterate a pitch for Cop in the Box being a better alternative. <laughs> Cop in the box. For those of you who don't know, was this uh, theory that he was it? Who did you come up with this case with? You and who? Terrell and I, and we actually wrote it in the ten minutes before the round, and it was it was wonderful. Okay, was so please, so explain the parameters. What is sweet, Cop in the box? Sweet Cop in a box. Um, I have a phone call, but I'll explain right after that. Okay. I, cop in a box is hello. <laughs> No, I'm not on the terrorist watch list. Who is this? <laughs> Get off FBI my phone. FBI agent Thompson. Okay. Do you monitor internet phone calls now? Oh, I'm so, I'm eating a cheeseburger right now. I promise. <laughs> yes, you hear it, munch, munch. I love I love freedom. Who told you that's ridiculous? It's a comedy show. I love freedom. <laughs> it was irony. <laughs> we at the FBI oh, don't. We at the FBI do not believe in irony. I think that if the FBI, that would definitely be a definitive claim. You know, people say that the FBI wastes money. If the FBI was actually monitoring our show. That would be the greatest waste of money of all time. It would be it would be flattering. Like we'd have you know we'd have a whole built-in group of listeners. They'd be our base. We could cater to them. We could make FBI mm-hmm. jokes. We could be like, yo. So then what happened when like the CIA was all up in your grill, yo? And they could be like, yeah, word up. And you'd be like, holla at your boy, holla at your boy, J. Edgar, you know, and stuff like that. It'd be great. It'd be like, wait, slow down. I'm writing all this down. <laughs> this is great. Yeah, good comedy stuff. gold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can, I just say, <laughs> can I just say that if any, of, if any of us disappear in the next, like, month, please notify our family. Please, please or call contact the www.aclu.com. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> call us at Gitmo and get us a lawyer. Please. Get us a hearing. Oh, man. That, that would be great. So talk about Cop in the Box. Map report. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> yes. Um, so, cop in a box was this case. That was what it became known as. It was only run once. We ran it in a quarterfinal round at Princeton University, and we wrote it in the ten minutes before because they ran tight link resolutions where you had to have your case conform to an actual resolution, and uh, they had something about like you know. Uh, promoting defense and security and militarism or something crazy like that. And we were like, great, our case file contains zero applicable cases. Um, so 
there was nothing we could use, so we had to write a new case. And it was that we would have air marshals, but with a twist. And at the time, there was no such air marshal plan. I mean, this was like, what, five months after September 11th or something? Right. And there was all of this clamoring for air marshals and clamoring, you know, the pilots' union was trying to get them to be able to carry handguns onto every flight and stuff like that. Pandemonium was basically breaking out. And uh, so we said, great, air marshals are a great idea. But here's the thing. We put the air marshals instead in a lockbox that can only be opened from the inside. It cannot be opened from the outside. Only, and there's a single air marshal, and this will be on every flight that is either domestic or has a stop in the United States and is international. Every flight, every plane has to be equipped with one of these lockboxes. And the lockbox will, um, you know, Inside, they have, like, a TV monitor and stuff to monitor what's going on on the plane outside. You know, the pilot has a panic button and things like that, and then they come out, and they're armed with, you know, a gun or a taser or whatever, and, you know, and they can, and they're there as a deterrent. The whole idea of it is a deterrent. The opposition that we got to this case, I mean, you know, and whoever's out there, Mike Speech and John Marcus, we love you, you guys are good. You knew you botched up this case, so this won't be news to you. They spend the entire time just talking about more and more increasingly absurd scenarios where that gun or taser on the plane would get in the hands of terrorists. Exactly. And they were like, "No, but what if what if they what if they fake you out on the TV <laughs> and make it look like they're going for it, but then they hide behind the door when you're coming out? Or what if they grab the gun on the way out? Or what if they and then you have an even worse doomsday scenario where you have a terrorist with a gun or a taser?" And that was just the entire opposition. They didn't come up with any oppositions about cost. They didn't come up with any oppositions that it wouldn't work. They were, you know, other than this idea of more and more or like terrorists that the poor guy would voluntarily while he was sitting in that closet. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Or that there well, was a big the, red sign the saying voluntarily. There was a big red sign saying stop this cop and you win the plane. Thanks for playing. <laughs> I mean, right. That would have been, that would have been yeah. my argument. So. But I mean, no, I mean, that was basically their whole argument was that, you know, yeah, if you stop, if you stop the cop, if you get the cop, whatever else. And we were just like, I mean, we were dumbfounded by this opposition because they didn't engage the deterrent argument at all. Our whole point was that nobody was going to go on. Like, and like the alternative is, okay, so in this scenario, you have to wrestle down a cop who's prepared, who only comes out into the milieu when they're fully prepared and ready for the situation. In the current status quo, you have... Oh, that's right, nothing. There's no deterrent whatsoever. There's no opposition. There's nothing whatsoever. So, you know, and they just kept coming up with more and more increasingly frivolous and desperate scenarios where somehow that terrorist would get that gun, which in all of those scenarios it would still be a better and more deterred situation than, you know, than... See, the problem I always had with this And certainly than someone who can be jumped you know, having a weapon like the pilot who clearly the pilots weren't able to be safe beforehand in, say, September 11th, and so that now they have a gun that they can be jumped. See, the only problem That's I have with this case fantastic. is because that I think... they're not in the lockbox. The only problem I have with this case is that I think it's a great case, except that I think that you've... Yeah. There's one big problem with it, and it's the location, because you never talked about where it is. So if it were me, it would be cop in an elevated box. Now think about this. The cop actually is placed in the box, which is on the roof of. It's like underneath, you know, magnetized to the roof of the inside of the cabin. What's that? A lofted. It's a lofted cop, right? Yeah, my right. bedroom has a cop lofted, lofted cop, box. Man. And then, really cool. think about I've it. Got the com- I've got the computer desk underneath, and then the well, lofted cop. No, the great cop, thing about it is, case, the great man, thing about yeah. it is that the cop, that the cop is that the box is sort of painted the same color as the ceiling, so it's not really clear where the actual box is. So then, when the terrorist is coming along, you just wait, and then you oh, open boy. the door, and then you fall right on top of the terrorist, and you're like, "That's right, cop of the box." And then you like whip oh, out, God. you got the gun that you're flailing around, and everything, and it's got the <laughs> element of surprise. You can't stop uh, them. I think. I think your team speak has gone haywire again, Greg. Plus, you get to play Superman because you're like in a lonely position. <laughs> Greg, this is I great. I think you thought the case was called Jack in the Box, <laughs> not Cop in if the Box. If his name is Jack, that's fine. Da, 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 da. It could be Bob in the Box, Steve in the Box, Tim in the Box, <laughs> oh, boy. Story in the Box. No, yeah, boy. Go with me on this. Yes, great. And that brings um, us back to the we love cheeseburgers freedom defense. <laughs> yes. To be fair, it's not really a good case. I think there's lots of good (laughs) ops, but they ducked them all. And no one, and you, you are also not, 
not uh, engaging the deterrent argument. The whole point is you want people to know where the box is because it's a deterrent. It is to prevent people. And we talked, that was the other thing, is they, we talked the whole time about how there are no other areas in society which are not policed, that every area in the entire society except for airplanes are able to be policed at a moment's notice. And restrooms. And they were like, well, on and the sub- Aspen, subways, and the con- subways are policed. And we were the like, Aspen yes, that's the point. Oh, yes, and the Aspen Bird <laughs> Retreat. <laughs> that is not policed. Right, that's also not policed. And just as isolated as a plane. <laughs> right. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yep, yep. But those two things, well, interesting. And that's why Story yeah. really loves America. He's thinking of us first, and that's why Cop in the Box. Right. Again, this is a debate case that I advocated, not something that I actually believe in or promote. Right. Thank this you. case does not necessarily represent the views of the person who actually created it. Um, and I think that um, brings us it brings us nicely on to, because believe it or not, gentlemen, we have once again passed that hour mark. And the time is once again come. You kid! It's happened. Oh, you don't kid. talk about Aramark. Get out. Aramark. Get out. Aramark food was awful. <laughs> that was bad too. Oh. So um, bringing back memories of Brandeis. We want to thank everyone again Aramark. for listening. Please and check us Fenway out Park. at mepreport.com. Also, uh, make sure that you, if you have one of those neat little iPod programs that allows you to download different feeds, we have an RSS feed, thanks to Story, on the MepReport website. So please send us feedback. Let us know that you're listening and. Uh, Tell a friend. Please do feed the RSS. Yes. Please do feed the emu uh, for the RSS because it's a good thing. <laughs> and um, yes. otherwise, yes. we will see we you guys always here. have to end on a pun. I, I don't think I so. Have to end on a pun. It's not a pun. Yeah. Come back for us next week when it will be podcast in a box. Somewhere My in video America. card lady That's where I'll be. tells me I that be. we should not end with a pun. <laughs> okay. Colorado. <laughs> Somewhere at Middle America. <laughs> Get right to the crazy naked. It's the aspen. <laughs> scary more. Like I think I better turn my ticket in. Have a good vacation story. <laughs> and get my money back for Say goodbye, everybody. craziness. <laughs> naked <laughs> vacation. Where do story do it? <laughs> Not in the snow, people. Aspen. Back out.